Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello everyone, Dusty here, host of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where each and every week I bring you an interview with a content creator over on YouTube, hopefully bringing out some strategy, technique, or tip that they use or speak of here on the podcast to grow and further your online video marketing over on YouTube, your channel, uh, whatever you're wanting to do with your YouTube content. This is the show centered around video, YouTube, and just getting behind the scenes of what creators are doing in their day-to-day life. If that show you know, sounds interesting to you, hit the subscribe button over on iTunes. I really would appreciate it. Speaking of iTunes, if you can leave us a review over there, that would be much appreciated. I'll give you a shout out on one of the upcoming episodes if you do, even if it's a negative review. I always want to know what we could be doing better. I do want to give a huge thank you and shout out to TubeBuddy, the tool that I use and thousands of other YouTubers use. Uh, It's that Swiss Army Knife tool that basically can do a little bit of everything. If you're looking for that one tool to help you on your journey, that's the one. Check the link in the show notes of this show, and I promise you will not regret that. Also, to our patrons. Man, a ton of you come in this week. Not a ton, but a bunch. Uh, New patrons, Justina R., uh, Leosa S., Juan L., um, Justin Smithenson, William T., all of you, new patrons this week. If you want to become a patron of the show, it's just a few bucks a month. You get access to the Discord channel where you can share, upload uh, your most recent content, get it critiqued by other members of uh, the Discord channel. It's just a great area um, where you can come and go. And I'm not making any promises that I'm going to be um, you know, there every single day. I do have a life. I do have a family. But I do bounce in from time to time and offer my opinion and my advice. And I'm trying to do better and, and be in there even more frequently. So if that's something that you're interested in, definitely take a look at that. Uh, For as little as three bucks, you can have access to all of that. Um, And then obviously we have higher tiers as well. And you're just supporting the show, helping me to continue to do this and what I love. For all of you who are still patrons month after month, that means the world to me. I really do appreciate that. Now, one of the things you get to do as a patron is submit a question. Um, And we had a a, a question submitted today from Liliana. Liliana asked me, she says, Dusty, I'm very frustrated, I'm very depressed, um, and I'm very discouraged. So she used a lot of words there. And she says, I feel like I'm on the YouTube grind. I'm doing everything that the YouTube educators are teaching online, but my channel just isn't growing. My question is, how do you keep going and stay motivated in lull times or times of downtroddenness is what she said. Um, And so really quickly, I'm not going to belabor this any longer than it needs to. Um, There's a lot going on in the world today, whether it be politics, um, you know, how you feel about politics really doesn't matter to me at this point in time. What I do want to say is that with everything going on with people experiencing depression and anxiety, which, by the way, I have not strayed away from on this show. I've covered those topics. I'm I'm very much uh, about hitting the topics that matter. As a creator, at times, we get in our own heads, and we think that we have to reach a certain milestone or a certain mile marker by a specific time and date. And if we don't reach that or we don't um, reach the, 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 the plateau that we see others doing or we don't reach that subscriber mark or that view number mark or whatever it may be, we get discouraged and down. 
I think what you need to do, Liliana, is that you need to look at the reason you started creating content on YouTube in the beginning. What was that reason? What was that passion? Get down to the core reason of why you're even doing this in the first place. Figure that out. Maybe take a break and then start fresh. Sometimes we just need a fresh slate. Get back to the core roots of why you started your channel, why you wanted to be on YouTube in the first place. Here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have tons of creators go over to Vid Summit. Then after that, they're going to be going to VidCon. Maybe you need to go to an event like that. And I know not everyone can afford that. Not everyone's family can afford that. And so if that's the case, then don't go to those. But find ways that maybe you just need to talk to a like-minded individual, another person on YouTube who's been through this. So the encouragement that I have for you, Liliana, is keep at it, keep your head down, and don't always think you have to live that grind culture, that hustle culture. It's okay to step back, take a break, take a breather, understand why you started in the first place, and then get a fresh slate. Try that. See what you can do. Thanks for being a patron, Liliana. By the way, I appreciate that. And thank you for the great and in-depth question. So without any further ado, we've got a great interview for you today. So we're going to go ahead and jump into that right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's conversation on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I am so excited today to be joined by Desiree Martinez. She is an energetic video creator, social media consultant, and speaker about video and content marketing. Desiree is known for her step-by-step plans to help businesses, brands, and solopreneurs take actionable steps towards successful content marketing to grow their business. Her credentials include being a social media examiner contributor, founder of Social Media Day Phoenix, which has been officially proclaimed a day in the state of Arizona. Super cool. Formal social, former social media producer for CBS 5 Phoenix, hostess of the Women of YouTube podcast, her newest venture, which I'm super excited to talk about, and award-winning social media manager. She also is a mom, which I can relate, not as being a mom, but a parent, of two rambunctious kids, wife to an Air Force vet, tea addict, Slytherin, and pedicure junkie. Desiree, how are you doing? Good. It's always weird hearing your bio <laughs> read. But, uh, I'm <laughs> like, man, it? that person's pretty cool. I'm but telling you, yeah. You get towards you the end there and you're you like, and you're like, I'm not cool. What's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> like, who's he talking about? Who's he talking about? It's me. It's awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. But no, super excited to have you here on the show. We got a lot to break down there from the bio, but I do want to talk to you briefly, just really qu- not quickly, but I want you to kind of dive into. Um, yourself as a creator on YouTube. How did you get started? Like, what was your journey to get started on the platform of YouTube? So, um, like most people who are probably kicking themselves in the pants these days, I was like, man, if I could have gone back and done anything different, I would have gotten on YouTube much sooner. But my reasons for getting on YouTube were actually circumstantial. So my husband has just recently left the Air Force. And at the time, he came to me like all military uh, spouses do and says, uh, baby, we have orders. And we were actually being stationed in South Korea. And at the time, I had I was a year into my business um, all-in-one social media where we put military spouses to work as social media managers anywhere they get stationed around the world. And I was like really running with it and doing a great job. And then when we got like that kick in the pants that we had to move to the other side of the world, I was like, crap, how am I supposed to grow this business and continue with this mission of helping military spouses from the other side of the world? And so I found a book and it's called Vlog Like a Boss by Amy Schmittauer. She's now Amy Landino. And she talked about how you can use video to build relationships and grow your business. And it just really 
it was explained to me in a way that just made so much sense. Like I've always known about video. I've always known about YouTube, um, all of that kind of stuff. And I've, you know, experts and things like that. And I was like, this, this is it. Like, this is how I'm going to continue to maintain my brand and grow my business since I'm not going to have much American business human contact while we're on the other side of the, of the, of the world. And so, um, when we moved and got settled, I launched my YouTube channel doing the vlog every day in August where I just like worked through a lot of my awkwardness on camera. And if I'm going to be honest, like I'm still super awkward on camera because I'm just kind of dorky, but (laughs) I just made it work and I figured it out and I figured out like what I was doing wrong and what I could do right. Like, and like making those like little tweaks that make such a big difference. And since then, like, I'm not, I'm not crushing it with like Nick Nimmin numbers or anything, but I have my, my little corner of the web and I, I share my, you know, my genius is so as Sunny would say, and I help people grow their business with better content marketing. Well, first off, I just want to say just the the I guess you would say the venture of helping the military spouses, uh, you know, land jobs, whether it be as a social media marketer or, or whatever it may be. I love that idea. I think that's super cool. I think that you took that and you ran with it. And I definitely want to talk about that maybe later on in the interview. But right now, as far as the YouTube journey goes, what, what do you think was the hardest thing to grasp or the hardest thing to get a handle on when you were trying to grow the YouTube presence? patience was my hardest thing. It's really hard to see people who like are ahead of you in this space. Like they're like, Mm. if you start today, there's always going to be people who are ahead of you in any niche or even your own niche. And it was really hard for me to like embrace patience. I still have a hard time with it sometimes. I'm like, Oh, I'm just sitting here with my just under 3000 subscribers and you know, quarter of a million views and -and so-and-so just posted about how they hit a million and 10k and we started at the same time and you know it's just one of those things that that was the hardest for me but I just had to like remind myself like I'm not them I'm not doing their strategy I'm not talking about what they're doing and I just need to understand that you know if I was to put every person that's a subscriber of mine into a room like that's a lot of people and so it's just and knowing that patience is the hardest part of YouTube and that everybody that's a creator has dealt with it at some point and just kind of like getting over it and continuing to like create great content and trying to be better for the people that are interested in you. It's human nature. The, the comparison effect of us to look at other people in similar niches or whatever it may be and say, well, I started at the same time as them. I'm better than them. I can do this. I do, you know, we, we get in that whole comparison trap mindset of where we think that we have to be at a certain place at a certain time. And that's just not how it works. Um, oh, man. So true. So true. <laughs> so I think that the words that you spoke there definitely will be able to relate to to a lot of people listening to this show. Um, and so, you know, you had to learn patience. You had to learn all of that. Talk about the technical side of it, though. Like what what did you have to learn as far as you know, getting started on YouTube? Like, was there a big barrier to entry? Did you already have experience in video editing, uh, content creation? Talk on that for a few minutes. So as far as my big barrier to entry, my big barrier to entry was time. So I am a mom. At the time when I had started my channel, my kids were three and 
uh, 18 months. And so like, I was still breastfeeding. Um, I was still trying to, like, I was able to get my kids to go for the first time to preschool or like a daycare system. So I could like have time to do stuff, but I still had like these limited windows because when my kids are around, I have to be able to mom and like be available for them. Um, especially in military life because my husband, as much as a gr- amazing father as he is, like he still had the mission that he had to accommodate, like work to, you know, they told him when he could leave and be there and what was expected of him and stuff. And so, and I knew in order for me to have a YouTube channel, I had to have an editor and I literally had an editor since zero subscribers and it was a financial investment I had to suck up to do, but I knew just like any business owner that you have to invest in yourself in order to yield results. And so this was my, this was my financial investment into myself to market my business and, and do something to help grow it. Cause it's the idea of like, well, I could either pay and have this done and build something great, or I can try and do it myself and probably not do it well because I don't have, I, I don't have time and then just always be in this state of like, oh, I should have done that. I should have done that. So that's what I did. As far as my background goes, though, like I actually have a bachelor's degree in multimedia art and animation. So I've done video editing and composition and played with cameras and all of that kind of stuff. So I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted, how I wanted things to work. I had studied a ton of YouTubers in between reading Amy's book and when I got to start, which was about six months. So I had to spend a lot of time finding the people I liked and their styles. And then I was able to easily tell my editor, this is what I'm looking for. And then I had to make sure I filmed in in congruent with it. But when I started my YouTube channel, I literally had a bright window and a webcam. And that's how I made it happen. I love that. No, that's a, that's a, that's a really cool story and a story of a lot of people that I actually have here on the show. So that's, it's really neat. Um, you talk about hiring an editor from day one. Um, aside from just, taking away that time that you would spend what do you think have been the benefits of starting you know a kind of a small or a mini team to begin with and would you recommend that to creators getting started or trying to grow if they can afford it or if they're flexible enough that you know financially i think that you should do whatever it takes to do what you want to accomplish whatever your goal is wherever your situation is whether you have to it's sort of the sacrifice of entrepreneurship. The moment you become a creator is the moment you become an entrepreneur in sense. Because no matter what happens, it's like you're creating because you love it. You're recreating because you want to share something with the world. And eventually, business ties into it as you continue to do it and as you continue to grow. It's just kind of how it happens, whether it's accidental or intentional. When you're intentionally doing it, which is how I had done it, I have already been a business owner four or five years. And so it was one of those things like I just kind of knew that it was an investment and I am the biggest believer in having a team because there's nothing that is going to give you a ceiling for your growth than trying to do everything yourself and trying to micromanage it and trying to accomplish it. We have this saying that I picked up in my animation world, which is 80% done is better than a hundred percent of nothing. Mm. And animators from Disney and Pixar will watch their movies and criticize it. And they'll be like, Oh, I could have should have done this better. Oh, I should have done this instead. Oh, I should have textured this this way. Oh, this lighting would have been so much cooler if I did this. When in fact us as viewers, when we're watching this, like this is the greatest movie ever. Like 
it's sort of that like perspective, like you can criticize and micromanage your work to death and then it never happens. But it's more important that you let go of things so that it can get done and it can go up and it can happen for your brand versus trying to control every aspect of it because you're not going to grow. When I first became an entrepreneur, I was doing everything myself, like all of us do. I was teaching people how to use Facebook. Like I kept having these quote unquote older people come to me. I was 24 and they were like, what's this Facebook thing? My kids keep telling me about it. I don't understand it. Like what's the point? And I had been on for years cause I had it from when you could only get on with a college email. And I was like, okay, I can show you how to use this. And I showed them how to connect it and, and put up their profile. And they're like, how can you use this for business? So I showed them how they could use it for business. And I started setting up business pages and all of these things. And I was getting overwhelmed with work. And the moment that I hired somebody to take things off of my plate, like design work and coding work and content mm-hmm. creation work and scheduling was the moment I was able to noticeably see the doubling and tripling and quadrupling of the income in my business. Was it scary? Yeah, especially because this was the only way I was making money. But I was it's that like realization. And I know all of us entrepreneurs talk about how you have to take that leap and you have to make that sacrifice and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just reiterating it to you that guys, a team is going to help you be like the best version of yourself as an entrepreneur and as a creator. If you are not strong at something, farm it out and give someone the opportunity to do great things for you because that's what they're great at. Man, I love that. 80% of something is better than 100% of nothing. And that resonates with me so much because I start things as a creator and someone who has an issue with ADD at times and I'm just all over the place, um, as a lot of creative people are. It's it's, to me, you know, I I procrastinate. I have a project or I have a a course that I want to start. And I'm like, oh, I've already got all this material for it. I've already got it this far. But I just, I sit on it and I sit on it and I sit on it. And I'm just like, you know, a month later, I have nothing where I could have been, you know, taking bite-sized chunks and doing it that way. But instead, I've been just sitting there just waiting, doing God knows what. So I definitely, definitely can relate to that statement that you just made. And I think a lot of other creative people can as well. Um, Let's talk about the income and the business side of it. I like to cover that here on the show. Talk about YouTube as a business and how are you monetizing the channel and your content now? So it took me... 18 months to monetize my YouTube channel. Now I'd like to emphasize the time. Like I, I was like a tutorial machine. Like it was, I was like how to do this, how to do this, how to do this and these playlists and doing these things. It was a slow growth for me. I didn't have viral success. I didn't have a van and a snake. I didn't have anything great about it. Like I said, I was just a normal, you know, blonde haired, brown eyed, chick in a window with her webcam trying to make it happen for myself and um but I was still making money outside of YouTube so how I make money outside of YouTube is is with my business with my social media marketing business and I was doing things like using my videos to solve problems for my clients like oh Desiree I don't know how to add you as an admin to my page or how do I do this specific thing in Instagram? How do I do this specific thing with 
Twitter, like that kind of stuff. So I was creating videos because my customers were having a problem and then I would send it to them just to find out that more people have problems. Like to this day, one of the funniest videos I think I've ever had to do for a client is one of like my top three highest performing videos. And it's how to go live horizontally from your phone. (laughs) And it cracks me up because I'm like, okay. And literally if you go through and read the comments, like, oh, of course it's that easy. is like the comment everybody always gives, which I think is funny. Um, But that's kind of like what it was like by able to solve my customers problems. I was able to continue to have them as a customer and, um, make money from that. I used it to send to my email list. I used it to grow my email list because I would create freebies for people like, you know, Instagram photo libraries or checklists and things like that. And then I was able to share my videos mm-hmm. and new services and stuff like that through my email list. Um, I've been able to use, uh, my YouTube channel for sponsorship opportunities where I'm able to get work. I've been able to create for other people's channels. I have been able to add video marketing actually as a service with my business because I, I have watched this industry change immensely over the past 10 years and video is just kind of where it's at. So if I believe so much in video and I've proven that it works, I need to make sure my customers are doing that too. And so with literally every package that we offer to our customers, we do video from it. So a lot of it is, is credibility. A lot of it is service, a lot of it. And then now at this point, um, my ad dollars cover the upkeep of the channel. So the editing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's nice when it kind of works out like that, where it can kind of compensate for the, the editor or the, the script writer or whoever you're hiring or whatever team that you have. So uh, yep. Definitely, definitely cool how how it works out that way. But as you mentioned there, you know, I think something that also can relate to to my listeners is that, you know, it was a slow grind for you. This wasn't something to where you started. You had a viral hit or a sensation. Which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's you know, congratulations if that's you. But the majority of people don't grow that way. It's more of a natural kind of organic thing. And so I love to hear stories and hear you talk about that. Um, you mentioned in your bio that you are a partner or have been partnered with social media marketing um, yep. or, or, and, and Mike and his team over there. How, how did that come to be? Like what, what is that relationship like and, and, and what you know, is your involvement there? As much as I want to say that like I'm super in the know and like Mike and I are on like a first name texting basis or something, it's not. Like I'm pretty sure Mike's like Desiree who uh, – I actually work with Lisa, who's the editor of Social Media Examiner, and I am a contributor. I've just done some articles for them around video and live streaming. Um, and, and Sorry, on content distribution and live streaming, where I have figured out a process that works really well, that helps, that solves problems for them, that's very long form, which is what Social Media Examiner's website is very focused on. And so that's, that's what I do with them. And how I did it is... I go to social media marketing world and I just so happened to be the best part about social media marketing world for anybody that's interested in going is the networking at night that happens at the Hyatt at the end of the night. It's the best place. That's why if you ever go stay at the Hyatt and go to the networking events at the end of the day, because that's where the staff goes. That's where all the speakers go. And it's just a happening place. And I just so happened to be talking with a friend who was sitting next to the editor of social media examiner, Lisa, and we, I was showing, I, we were talking about weddings and I was telling them about how I had a Mario Kart themed wedding 
And she's like, get out. And so then I showed her the video. And I'm forever probably known to her as Desiree, the girl that had the Mario Kart-themed wedding. <laughs> that is so cool. That, just the, the thought of a – I film weddings. It's a, a part of what I do. So I'm a videographer, and I do, I do you know, 12 to 15 weddings a year. And so, you know, different-themed weddings are always fun for us and my team because it's, you know, we, once you've seen, uh, you know, 40, 50 weddings and you've been there and you've worked them, it, it becomes kind of monotonous as far as, you know, it, obviously they're all different. All the people are different. But, you know, as far as doing a themed wedding, that's super cool. And I like Mario Kart, so that it makes it even better. Uh, so that's super neat. That I, I, that's a, a trivia question one day about you. It's something that Dusty knows about Desiree. That would be it. That's super cool. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you this then. Um, if there was one thing that you could go back and uh, some, someone could tell you something that you wish you would have known when you first started on YouTube, what would that thing be? Get an editor? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, <laughs> editor, patience. So probably like make sure you really know specifically what you want to talk about. And then like, don't beat yourself up if like you don't know. So for me, when I started out, I was doing a lot of like how to like manage and do your own social media stuff. Um, I kind of pivoted into this like boring business people. Like where I was like, I deal with a lot of business owners who are like everyday boring business owners. And it got back to me. And when I was looking for the next phase of my growth and people were like, you shouldn't be calling people boring. Like people work really hard on their business to not and so to be called boring is probably not really nice even though everyone giggles when they hear it mm -hmm. and, and so i was like you know it makes a good point and so that's when i leaned into the content marketing to grow your business because i really thought about like what i love to do and what i'm good at what i talk about all the time it is content marketing and there's so many different parts to it from social to email to video to websites to landing pages that around for me to really identify what I talk about. And it took me, you know, like 2000 subscribers and two years before I really like got that niche. So know that it's okay if you have to pivot or adjust your messaging to find the right way to talk to people. But and so like what Daryl Eve says, you just like a couple tweaks away from, you know, great success and finding what's right for you. So make sure that you don't beat yourself too much up if you have to make pivots and adjustments along the way. But being really clear about what you want to talk about and what you can talk about is going to be really vital to your success. Yes, definitely, definitely could not agree more with that. Um, so the, the, the last few minutes here, I want to talk about the Women of YouTube podcast. Where did, where did the thought come from? What's the process of bringing on guests? Talk about why you wanted to do this. Um, and, and just a disclaimer, um, I have helped Desiree as far as helping her. Um, you know, This is something that she's doing alongside TubeBuddy, which is obviously a sponsor of this show, and so I do want to always be clear about that. But I think this is awesome. A one of the most difficult things on this podcast, and I, I know it's because I'm a man and and, and, and whatever. One of the most difficult things on this podcast is to get female creators willing to come on the show, like Desiree, like other female creators that I've had on. And I try to keep it as even as possible, but for some reason, whatever it may be, maybe I scared women away. I don't know what it is, um, but it's very difficult to get them on. So I think the Women of YouTube podcast sounds like a great idea. So talk about that a little bit. So... Back to social media marketing world. So I was looking at the 2018, 2019 lineup, especially with like Mike's like newest, like, um, 
love and admiration for video marketing. And he was like, video is where it's at. It's where we need to go. YouTube, Facebook blows. Let's, let's just focus on YouTube and do all these things, right? Well, when I went and looked at the panels of who was going to speak, all of our YouTube speakers were men. And I was like, ugh. And especially because I love all these guys. I know all these guys. And it's just, and I've heard all what they say. It's kind of the same words in their own voice. And I was just like, that's just so frustrating because 55% of marketers are women. And so it's like, I don't understand like why, why this has happened. Why are our YouTube educators all men? Like, how did that happen? And so then I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, what would be really great is if like we could do a panel of like women YouTubers to talk about like why marketers should work with women YouTubers and just like get a really good variety. And Phil, who does all of the speaker planning for social media marketing world, was like, this is a great idea. However, we're already full. And I would suggest doing like a live stream of this. So I reached out to TubeBuddy. I was like fishing for a channel that had a good reach that this would be a good target for because doing it on my channel at the time it was like a thousand subscribers I'm like this isn't going to have any impact if such if a, if a small audience is what's available and so they were like yes Phil was like absolutely yes 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 like I want to do this so I got together and did this live stream and it was myself and four other really great creators I tried really hard to make sure that they were all from like super different niches and it went great to the point where people were coming up to me and they're like, I want more. Like, you should make this a YouTube channel. Like, you should do this. And I was like, I don't want to do another YouTube channel. I don't have that kind of capacity. But I'm like, I could do a podcast. Like, that would be that would be really good. And so I went back to Phil over at TubeBuddy and I was like, hey, man, like, can we expand upon this? Like, can we do more? And he was like, yes. And, and Phil has daughters. And so he understands the importance of represent, representation and making sure that his girls have just as equal playing full field and an equal voice as men do. And it, and it's, we live in a very interesting world right now where women are fighting for equality in a way that we shouldn't really be have to. And there's just a lot, I think like wrapped up into it. And I think that when you look at the data of women creators versus male creators and then uh, female consumers versus male consumers when it comes to YouTube, there's a lot of really interesting statistics. And what happens is that a lot, 10% of the categories on YouTube are dominated by women. And they're usually around fitness, beauty, and health and wellness. But when in fact, there's all these really great creators in these other spaces like gaming and education and YouTube and finance and real estate and all this stuff that are just not getting the attention or the spotlight when their content is just as good as anybody else's. And so I was like, let's tell these stories. Like let's tell the stories of female creators in every category of YouTube and inspire other women to start creating because the more attention that we can give the, the, the less we have to force the attention to be given. And I have met really amazing women along the way. And I have learned so much about the different struggles that women face internally and externally and from being creators on the internet. Um, and if anything that I have learned from starting this podcast and doing and the women I have met and the things that have come from it, it is that women really need other women in their life to inspire them and lift them up and, and mastermind with and turn to 
and is because we need men. Like this isn't about men bashing in any way, shape, or form. Like I love my husband, and I love the men in my life, and I and I I love getting to talk to you, and I love getting to work with you, and I loved Phil and all of these things. But there's something different about a bond that you get with the woman, especially the more you have in common, especially through motherhood or or through obstacles in life that you face. And we need each other to lift each other up and inspire each other to help make our voices heard in a bigger way to accomplish the things that we want. And so that is what this podcast is really evolving into. And it's hopefully with any luck starting a movement to inspire women to start creating and sharing their genius with the world. Well, as everyone knows who listens to this show on a regular basis, I'm pretty much an open book and I'm very transparent about not only my business, but my, my personal life as well. I also have two daughters, um, one of them four, one of them seven months. And the thought of them just not being able to do what they want to do because of how they, you know, because of their gender and, and ha- you know, just something that obviously they can't change, that is really frustrating. And, and it's people like you and movements like the Women of YouTube podcast that I'm so thankful for that they're going to get to see, you know, kick butt women, not just on YouTube, but all over doing amazing things. Um, and that is super exciting to me. And I want other young girls around the world to know that YouTube just isn't a men's game. It's not, and you know, that's, that's something that, that I've all always tried to, um, I've really tried to, uh, to preach here on the show that, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you, you know, whatever it may be, you know, YouTube is a place for everyone. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing. And I'm just, I'm so excited that there are people and podcast and content for young women and, and girls who are wanting to get into the different things that maybe historically people have thought to be only things that men can do. And so I love that. I love the concept. I love the idea. And I'm so excited that my daughters are going to grow up in a time where they can have the freedom to do what they want to do. And, and, and it's because of people like you and, and podcasts like the women of YouTube. So super cool. Um, in closing of, of, of the show here, Desiree, do you have uh, anything that you'd like to say? And then once you do that, go ahead and share with my audience where they can get in touch with you on the internet. You know, guys, if you listen to the women of YouTube podcast, which I hope everyone will men or women, cause they're just great stories at the end of the day. The number one thing that I have gathered that everyone says that you should do with your YouTube channel is just get started. And I couldn't agree with that statement more. You don't need fancy cameras. You don't need, the right conditions. You don't need this. You don't need that. You don't need to wait till Monday. You don't need to wait to start of the year. Like the best time to start is right now. And you have a perfectly good camera either on your computer or in your back pocket and your cell phone to just get started. Mm -hmm. Create your first crappy video and just know that it's just going to get better from there. I would love if you guys uh, went over to Listen to the Women of YouTube podcast. You can find it on whatever podcast platform it is that you guys like to hear things on. And just search Women of YouTube and you will find us there. And if you, for some reason, are really into the idea of content marketing or want to learn what content marketing is so that you have a strategy for distributing your awesome videos, I know that you guys are going to go start creating. Uh, You can find me over on YouTube at Desiree Martinez. Awesome. Desiree, this has been a great conversation. I can't wait to put this one out on the feed and we'll talk to you next time. 
Yep. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.